0: Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. We are continuing our series, Stories of Jesus, looking at the parables with two special guests and friends. First we're joined by lead pastor, Jose Avaroa Hey, Jose.
1: Taylor, you didn't introduce yourself. Oh, I'm Taylor. You Taylor. 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 Yes. Yeah. yes, that's our host. right. That's me. <laughs>
0: Great to have you on, Jose. And we are joined by the amazing, the one and only, the one who prays a Rhonda clock, some say, Rhonda Patterson. Rhonda, thanks for being on the podcast. Great to be
2: here, as always.
0: Jose, we are continuing our series. We got just one week left after this, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. I always try to open up by asking, what were your thoughts on picking this parable in particular? And then, Rhonda, I'd love to ask Mm -hmm. you kind of your overall thoughts on the series.
1: Right. So, I think we're ending with these highlights. So, we talked about the prodigal son last Sunday, and now the Good Samaritan, probably the two most uh, famous, most well-known parables. And so... What I really wanted to connect with this uh, with this message was the idea of opportunities that lend themselves. Uh, what I said on Sunday is invitations that present themselves to care for others, and how often we miss those, and how this Samaritan man is a great example of how to lean in to those and uh, love love their neighbors. So Jesus is teaching us who is our neighbor and how how to love our neighbor. Pretty yeah, important yeah, stuff.
0: We'll jump into that in a second. But Ron, I would love to hear your thoughts on just the series as a whole that we've been in with the parables, Mm. what has God been teaching you, and kind of even just on Sunday uh, in the message that we heard.
2: Yeah, it's been wonderful. I wish we could camp out on these for a year because Mm. um, they're just so rich. And I think even just zero in on last week's and this week's, it's like last week's was, for me, it was like so much about the family. And this one is so much about looking outward, Mm. and so um, really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Well, let's let's jump in. Let's talk about it here. Luke 10, talking about the parable of the Good Samaritan. Uh, Jose, one thing, this was not the primary, me- primary message of uh, Sunday, but something that you kind of touched on early on when you have this lawyer that's asking uh, Jesus right. what to do. And you kind of gave even just a little mini sermon, in my opinion, on uh, just even something we talk about as a staff team, about be versus do. And just this idea here, you said, uh, who you are is more important than what you do. And here this lawyer comes trying right. to ask a lot of people asking Jesus, okay, what, what do I do? What What, what is the checkbox? What's the answer? And yet Jesus really focuses on our identity and who we are in Christ. I'd love to kind of just ask both of y'all's thoughts right away on the significance of that, because we are going to talk about some of the things that we do, how it looks to love our neighbor, and yet what is so important about starting with recognizing just our identity and our worth in who Jesus is? Well, I,
1: I relate a lot to the lawyer. I mm-hmm. like to justify myself. I I like to be approved. I like mm. to do a good job in what I'm doing. I want others to say, well done, right? And so we can quickly bring that into our relationship with God. But the gospel is clear. It's not about what we've done. It's The gospel is about what God has done for us through his son, Jesus. And so it's his work that has allowed us to have a relationship with the creator God. It's it's not anything that I've done. We don't deserve a relationship with God given our individual sin and then collective fall of humanity from from the Genesis account. So it's so important to make sure that we keep that in perspective. Mm-hmm. And as usual, Jesus is clinical here in giving <laughs> us the perfect story to show us how to, you know, not narrow, have a narrow focus as to who our neighbor is, but then ultimately realize. God rescued us. We are that man who's on the side of the road beaten and in desperate need of healing and salvation.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I I um I think so many times we get there's a there's there's a lot of kind people in the world and there's a lot of people that um we'll see and stop and help. I think Paulina you mentioned it this morning yeah, that's during right. there's a lot of people that that will help. But um, starting from that place of awareness of who we are in him, just even our own motives in helping are are just I, I think they're more refined and pure because we just go at it from that place of gratitude for what he's done for us so that we can give to others. So, it's just, I think it's a motive thing.
1: Yeah, that's good. You know. Shout out to to Paulina, who shared that story earlier Mm -hmm. in the meeting. She's helping us record. So Pauline, if you want to say anything, just say it really loudly so that the microphones can can catch it.
0: (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Let's let's keep going here, talking about these four points, Jose, that you pulled out from the message. And I like you had kind of a a question attached to each one. This first one being, in order to love our neighbor, first we need to know our neighbor. Mm -hmm. And the question you had here, Jose, was, do I extend grace with no strings attached? I'd love to start by asking just how that question is related to knowing our neighbor. And then just for all of us, we just talked about this. The lawyer is kind of asking, okay, what do I do? And even in that, Jose, you, you called out and highlighted just that the lawyer is, tr- trying, is seemingly trying to prove to Jesus that he's already doing He's already this. doing it. And yep. so what, what does it look like to extend grace with no
1: strings attached? Well, going to the two passages from Leviticus, love your neighbor as yourself. We know this as the great commandment. That is something that has been stated from the beginning when the Torah was written, and it comes out of this, this uh, verse in Leviticus, which says, love those who are your relatives, Mm -hmm. love your fellow Israelites, and it's easy to love those who love you back. It's easy to love those that are like you, Mm -hmm. but it's harder to love those that don't like you. It's harder to extend Mm -hmm. grace to those that may not deserve it in your mind, and so that's why I added that question. I, I think th- if we answer that question, you know, it's really hard for me to extend grace. Then I think it it, it shows that we probably have a limited scope as to who our neighbor is. Mm-hmm. If if we say no, you know what? I'm yeah, i I've, I've been working hard at just giving and not expecting anything in return. Then it gets easier to extend love and have empathy and understanding uh, from of people that look nothing like us, that act from, you know, from a different culture. I mean, we can go in, that's, that's a whole nother thing that we can really dissect. But what Jesus is saying here is your neighbor is the person closest to you. And in the parable, it's those that are in need. So are we mm-hmm. people that go after them? Mm-hmm.
0: Rhonda would love to hear your thoughts on that. You just alluded to this in your earlier answer about there's even a difference in how we love people mm-hmm. compared to that of the world. So, what is so significant right. about just even loving with that grace without any strings attached? I
2: think for me, the difference is if I'm if I'm out in in the marketplace and um, become inconvenienced, let's say by something. Mm-hmm. Um, in my flesh, um, I may grumble in, inside about being inconvenienced that this messed up my schedule, my day, whatever. Um, instead of when I'm walking step in step with God, I immediately know here's an opportunity Mm -hmm. and so it's that it's seeing those people for people that they are Mm -hmm. loved by god created by him and that god is just giving me this opportunity so
1: we're all image bearers Mm -hmm. and that's something that's true from from the get-go and again in leviticus right below there's those other supportive verses that tie into that luke chapter 6 verse where jesus says love those Uh, love your enemies so extend love to those that are not like you and in uh in in leviticus he ties in that same love treat foreigners as you would a fellow israelite Mm -hmm. so it makes that connection this has been Mm -hmm. true of god since the beginning Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. we we miss it we limit god's love right we say well i'm okay god i'll be kind but i'm not going to be kind to this person because they've hurt me, because they've dishonored me, because they disrespect, you know? Mm -hmm. And again, it's complex, but what God wants is to infect the world with grace so that the people of God give the world something that it desperately needs and then pass it forward. Mm -hmm. If we do that, then we'll see real change. And something both y'all just touched on, but just even
0: seeing it to begin with as an invitation or an opportunity, not as an inconvenience, because right. I'm totally with you on that. I don't know exactly uh, what the the priests and the, the Levite were thinking as they were walking, but if they're like me, they probably were, uh, were late to something or at least were urgently trying to get to where they were going. So frankly, mm-hmm. they may have thought not only do they not want to stop, but maybe they thought they didn't have time to stop here. Jose, your second point here is just accepting the invitation to care, asking the question, am I living out a conviction? or convenience, Mm. what kind of, I know some of this just depends on the the very moment that we're in as far as whether we'll accept or not, but what are maybe some decisions that people can make, uh, that we can make as we're listening here, just to set up the ability to maybe come to an easier answer of yes
1: when we get invited to care for someone? It's a good question. I want to go back to something you just said, though, about the Levite and the priest probably being hurried and on their way you know distracted there's another big piece i didn't mention this yesterday but it's in the text that there were regulations for priests and levites to not be around Mm. specifically speaking dead people because anything that is not living cannot commune yeah it'll make them unclean and so they wouldn't be able to do their jobs Mm. and so they're maybe thinking i I won't be allowed back in the door tomorrow morning Mm. when i show up to work now, they were coming from Jerusalem, so anyway, they're going to Jericho. They weren't going to work. They're coming from work. But the, the point there is they probably had really good reasons. They may have had really good reasons mm-hmm. for not helping that man. And I know for me, I have, I have a lot of good reasons <laughs> as to why I don't stop and help somebody mm-hmm. in need. And I think the answer to your question is we have to really lean into the Holy Spirit. and and trust our gut if god's put something on your heart and you see something and he says this is an invitation accept it follow that if not then he can be saying hey not for you because somebody else is going to be coming by and helping that person we can get in trouble when we think that we're the only hope that somebody has as well right Mm -hmm. so that's a balance and Mm -hmm. i don't know ron i'd love to hear how how you
2: yeah i I feel challenged by this because I'm an introvert. <laughs> and so um, so a lot of times, i and I tend to process kind of slowly. So I can be out in in Wimberley, running errands, whatever. and sometimes those opportunities come up. but but if I'm not purposeful before ever leaving the door, um, then I can get out there and just not even, not register that here's this opportunity. Um, it's it's like, for me, the conviction, I, I walk freely and the best if the conviction happens before I ever yeah. leave the house. It's that invitation, uh, thinking of, like, I'm going out and... Um, we have our to do list, right? But that's not our purpose. Mm-hmm. So, our purpose in going out is those opportunities that's that right. come up. That's so
1: good. That's mm-hmm. our
2: real purpose. And so, if I'm thinking about that on the mm-hmm. front end before I ever walk out the door, man, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And I don't feel inconvenienced, yep. you know. I was so. just
0: thinking, uh, Jose, you have a message two weeks ago on get ready. It's called get ready, but it was about the the parable of the uh, the wedding banquet and just being ready. Oh, that was the weekend before. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, theme, the theme was about being expectant yes. and knowing that yes. God was going to be, like, being ready for Him to work and move. Mm-hmm. And I think, Ron, exactly what you're saying, like, just even having that posture before going out the door of knowing, okay, God, you're going to use me for something, right. like, I, and not I just, when I when I do that, I wish I did it more often than I do, but when I do that, then you are, you're looking for those opportunities, you're like, oh, I, I prayed for this, like, I, I knew He was going to yeah. work. Yeah,
2: and it may not even be an actual interaction with someone. Someone, it could just be praying for someone. He may highlight somebody for you to pray for, and that's
0: huge. Good. so the only thing i'll just tag onto that because i can i can be in that headspace and i can do that but jose what you mentioned earlier just if i don't have the margin if i don't leave the time you know i think that's mm-hmm. where then i'm not setting myself up for that because then there are some really quote-unquote good reasons that i could come up with that even though i'm looking for it i'm like oh bummer i, I just i gotta go and so even just allowing extra space mm-hmm. extra time
1: is important and you. and not holding too closely to convenience. Yes. I think about probably the most convenient invention, maybe of all time. I don't know. After the wheel, oh boy. is are these phones? You know, you're probably listening to this on a phone, so mm-hmm. it, it's convenient in that it can bring about truth mm-hmm. and and help us think about the things of God. But it can be really. Uh, It can be a real distraction when it comes to our convictions in the Holy Spirit speaking to us, Mm -hmm. because we're tied to them, we're glued to them, we're always going to them for information, for directions. I mean, we use them all the time, and I shared uh, at the 9 o'clock, I didn't share at the 1030, that I was convicted of that walking through the airport mm-hmm. where I, I was praying, all right, Lord, I'm preaching on this. <laughs> I want to live it. Give me ex- mm-hmm. give me opportunities. And thank God he did. Uh, but I did find myself distracted by my phone. And so I heard quickly, you know, put your phone down, pick your head up. Mm-hmm. So head up, phone down, mm-hmm. look. And then as soon as you start that. being expectant, mm-hmm. he starts giving you opportunities. Mm-hmm. And whether you accept them or not, that's up to each Absolutely. of us. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. There's not just moving in though. I think one of the key takeaways for me was the Good Samaritan didn't just check the box like he he technically could have. No one was really expecting him to do anything, but he went the extra mile. He went above and beyond to show compassion to this man. And Jose, I think these last two points kind of go together, but moving with compassion and being with God, the the kind of question here on this third one, moving compassion, you ask, what is draining my compassion? Because again, we can go in, we can meet a need, or we can try to help somebody, but I think it's pretty obvious when you're doing, at least for me, when I know I'm doing it with genuine compassion or whether I'm just trying to... You know, treat this as an inconvenience. Do the right thing, and then just move <laughs> on. So, the question, Jose, you asking what? What drains our compassion? What, what would be some kind of just helpful, maybe follow up questions as someone's listening? How do they fill up that compassion, and maybe how do they continue to maintain compassion? Because I can kind of have compassion, especially when it's someone that I like or that is easy to love, that I think may treat me with compassion back. But after a while, that it can definitely be draining. So, what are some ways that we
1: can be refilled with compassion? compassion. I think labeling them is mm-hmm. is huge. How about I take that, Rhonda? Mm-hmm. Labeling, and then I'd love to hear how we can be fueled <laughs> with compassion. Labeling them, uh, labeling that you're low, and then labeling the reasons why you're low. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's bitterness. Maybe it's judgment. Maybe it's injustice. Maybe it's distraction busyness, Mm. things that are just stealing your joy. Maybe it's a a full load this season. Maybe it's the season of life of parenting. It's the uh, status of your marriage. I mean, there's so many things that can can drain us. And if we are only looking for people to fill our compassion gauge, Mm. it ain't ever going to be full. (laughs) Mm. That's why we got to be with God. And that's why this last point is so Rhonda, how do you feel? That's, how do you feel? Well, feel yourself. It's with, hard
2: to answer that one without moving right into right. number four. Go for it. Go you for know, it, it really yeah. is. That's it. That is it. Is is being with him, and and spending time with him, and um, and listening, not just. Um, Talking to Him, but listening. asking. Listening to yeah. Him and letting Him show us those places that we're struggling because He's so merciful and compassionate to us. Mm-hmm. And, and, that's, and being kind to ourselves in that respect. We, when we know we missed an opportunity or we blew it because we were feeling whatever frustrated, angry, busy... Whatever those things are, that God in His compassion, He wants us to turn to Him and and just uh, comfort us in that. And so um, it does, it moves right into uh, being with God and just time spent with Him, which is, you have to be purposeful. In, in making that.
0: Yeah, I was about to ask y'all just practically, what are some ways, even just this question here of, do I prioritize being with God more than serving God? Uh, that whole be versus do that we talked about at the very beginning. But mm-hmm. I can think just practically, I'll just throw in one. I was thinking about it, but not just spending time in the Word, but sometimes for me, it's reading through the Gospels and mm-hmm. seeing yeah. how Jesus literally responded. Sometimes I need it very simple, very practical. Mm-hmm. And so how did Jesus respond to people in need? And that that just is a small way that I can, not only spending time with with God, but even spending time with Jesus, just seeing the way that he, you know, what was recorded, the way he interacted with people. What else would y'all add to that?
1: Well, I just want to mention, I love that you mentioned that because specifically here in Luke chapter 10, Jesus tells this parable about a man going on a journey, stopping, and then, you know, and then he himself goes on a journey to his Mm -hmm. friends Mary and Martha's house, and then he puts it into practice by looking at Martha, who's busy serving, and looking, hey, she's not doing anything. Can you tell her to start, you know, with the dishes or, or help get the table ready or whatever or prepare and jesus is so clear she has chosen the better way Mm -hmm. being with jesus sitting Mm -hmm. at his feet and listening Mm -hmm. to him so yeah that that's so good for me it really is very closely connected to gratitude gratitude helps me get there because it shows me how much he's given to me uh that I don't deserve. Mm-hmm. That there's no way that I could have accomplished X, Y, or Z. It was God mm-hmm. who gave me those things. So that helps me center back to where you know He is, and uh, allows me to be refilled with
2: mm-hmm. absolutely. I think staying curious to know God more. Mm. You know, I think a lot of times our natural tendency is to feel like we, especially if we've walked with the Lord a long time, is we just kind of feel like we know, mm-hmm. and uh, and yet there's so many things he wants to teach us and, and open up to us all the days of our lives. So staying curious and letting him teach you what what are you, not just want, how are you wanting to serve someone today by bringing me along and giving me that opportunity, but what are you going to teach me through it um, in, in learning? And so um, I'm... At a stage in my life where I have more time at home, I have less of a strict schedule, and for some people that they have very busy, structured lives, and that's hard. Um, but it can be listening to a podcast yeah. on the way to work, yeah. or yeah. you know what, whatever. Don't be hard on yourself about, I, I'm i not giving an hour in the morning before I head mm-hmm. out the door, but just, just stay curious and ask the Lord to show you, how can I um, spend time with you, be with you, even in the busyness of life, so that I hear you.
1: That's really good, Rhonda, because we can sometimes get down on ourselves for mm-hmm. those things, and it's like missing opportunities or invitations to care. Sometimes we can get down on ourselves and then we're taking ourselves out of the game when Jesus is like, no, no, no. No, Just give me your next minute. Give me your next five minutes. I'm right here and I'm the one that wants time with you. That's the reality and the beauty of our our creator. Mm Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I think
0: someone that may be listening, this is a common theme throughout the series, but someone that may be listening thinking, okay, that sounds good maybe for the professional Christian or for the person that's done this all the time, but maybe they don't necessarily feel equipped or don't necessarily feel capable of caring for those around them. So, how would y'all encourage someone that's maybe listening that is struggling just even with that, feeling inadequate in their own maybe spiritual walk or just even physical limitations to be able to help others?
1: Well, I think, Rhonda, you mentioned this earlier with prayer. So, Mm -hmm. It's as simple as praying for someone. You see an ambulance, you see something, uh, maybe they have it down, but you can just say a word of prayer right there. Lord, we pray for that mm-hmm. person right now who's in distress. We ask for your healing mm-hmm. to be upon them. We pray for wisdom for the first responders, and I just bless them in Jesus' name. I mean, just acknowledging God in that moment on their behalf, that's intercession, mm-hmm. Is go, goes a long way. So starting small and then looking... Looking with eyes wide open and phones down mm-hmm. for, for those invitations.
2: <laughs> well, I love that you shared Sunday uh, uh, about your conversation with Linda. Moss and her encouragement to you to move in to go, and uh, I was in my earlier years as prayer pastor when we kind of experienced that together. And being the introvert that I am, moving in is I'm hesitant sometimes as well. And so that has ministered to me. It has helped me, and I do believe it's true for every believer. Is um, it may the prayer just may be help me, Lord, and then move in. He will give you, the Holy Spirit will give you the words. The, the Samaritan that helped him, he didn't have the whole plan laid out. He just took the step. The and then one. God gave him the next, the next, the next. And that's what he does for us.
1: That's so good. Maybe for you, if you're listening, it's opening up You know, your eyes, looking up to heaven and say, Lord, help me, mm-hmm. help others. <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly. And um I am excited to continue the conversation. This was fun, guys. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Conversations podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com.
0: See you back for the next conversation.